Recording straight out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sutherland, Magic Mike Christie, and the Nokian, always win, Andy Walker. <laughs> What's all kind of laughing at? The fucking cat on a tightrope. <laughs> Get down, puss! <laughs> Buttercup is not for eating! <laughs> You filthy fuck bastard. It's like that better than I'm not Liam. It's a cat. It's like I'm not Liam Neeson. It's like that better than trap by when I was getting up on the fucking... <laughs> sneaky. So, welcome to episode 217. IMDB season. It is a... Triple threat. Yes. Mm-hmm. For lack of a better term, I was going to say Menage a Trois, but that's ah. very gay. Like, <laughs> is, that is it as like. gay as a three-way dance? Uh, it's close. <laughs> <A> triangle. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, we are each reviewing a film from the IMDb <laughs> top two fifty. I myself, we're all transfixed with my cat just prancing a bit like a little slut. But it's a guy. Exactly. Well, a bit like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Guys could be sluts too, Andrew. It's 2019. <laughs> See, the bird agrees. Yes. So, yes, we are covering Spotlight, Rear Window, and My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Because Graveyard of the Fireflies was unavailable. Mm-hmm. So. I actually forgot you were doing Spotlight. I couldn't, couldn't think what you were reviewing this week. Mm-hmm. So before all that, do you want to spend a minute on the Oscars? If if you uh, go for it, gave a fuck about the. I didn't watch it. I yeah, I know. I was right on because there's no host. Three. Uh, you know, there's no like monologue on YouTube the day after. So there were, like, nah. They did bring out Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph to talk for a few minutes at the start. <sighs> and <laughs> was it all about Trump? There was uh, there, <laughs> there was one joke about the wall, oh. um, but there's some film related jokes. By any chance, were they wondering why uh, Melissa McCarthy wasn't with them? No, she did have she did come out dressed as pretty much a joke later on that night. Ah, oh. she was came out dressed as the favourite. Like she was just dressed as like Queen Victoria and had all these puppet rabbits on her dress, uh-huh. and she had like a wee rabbit as a hand puppet. So she's sitting talking and it's doing all this silly shit and then when it comes to opening an envelope they're hanging a wee fight and you know that stuff. Shit, Should have Kevin Hart. <laughs> but the, the only joke I can remember from the the start monologue I was just they were doing like quick fire shots uh, this that and next thing it was like Buster Scruggs I barely know her. Mm. Remember the ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yeah. And then, like, bust her Scruggs. Aye. Yeah, I barely know her. Well, mm-hmm. That's pretty shit. So, that was the highlight of the Oscars, was it? No. Oh, the oscar <laughs> was the highlight, but that was the only joke I could remember from the start. Yeah. So, a, anyone want to talk about anything in particular? Like, who won? Like, <laughs> what was the most surprising win for you? Then. I got them all right, you know. See, I thought he says, <clears throat> "I like <laughs> shit back." <laughs> well, I got the actor, actress, 
Hadi Beyt'e. Fast punch. <laughs> the obvious ones. How the obvious? Because they both won the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes for the exact same categories. Like actress, actor. Oh, so cute. it was like three for three. Um, <clears throat> I was, are you okay? I was quite surprised. Sorry, everyone's talking. <laughs> right. Andrew, is your t shirt okay? Hopefully. Gummy. Eh? Gummy. It's a bit chewy. It smells like strawberries. <laughs> and Mike, what were you saying? Um, I, I, was, I was quite surprised that Green Book got Best Picture. I think that was the the only surprise, and it was because I, I assumed we all had it figured out. We were we betted on the favourites, and then Green Book yeah. out of nowhere. I can't even remember what I said. What did I say? You went with I think you went with Queen, you went with Roma, and I went with the favourite. Yeah. So like, there's three big ones. Yes. I'll say Roma got the the foreign category. Yeah. And obviously that Alfonso here got best director. Yeah. Yes, and uh, Black Panther got every technical award. So yeah, like set design, like anything to do with sort of like right, design, clothes, makeup. I think. Yeah, because ah, I needed the favorite to get me a uh, wardrobe for right. my bet to come in. Yes, did you did you make any money off the Oscars? That was the only bet I put on a fiver and got nothing. Ah, yeah. right, yeah. It was just a request about because the actual like, individual markets are too like like that. Alfonso Cuarón was like one to twenty five to win best director, and that, so you're not going to make any money off of that. Hmm. See, I'm that simple. as like, well, so if I bet one pound, I would win twenty five. No, that's twenty five to one. <laughs> one to twenty five, and you so bet twenty five to win a pound. <laughs> so yes, aye, that's why Stuart doesn't bet on things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like last year when we were watching WrestleMania, said I was gonna put ten quid on Osaka to maintain her undefeated streak. Then she got pinned. I'm so glad I didn't put ten pounds down on this match because <laughs> everything I come up with is wrong. So I don't know how they let you bet on wrestling. Well, the country right. right it must be fucking loaded. <laughs> Vince McMahon, that's where he gets all his money for. There's just the things that right, the biggest odds. <laughs> like, uh, you going, just let one guy absolutely trounce somebody for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then let them get beat at the fucking main event and make loads of money. Like here's an obscure reference, let Kane punt a baby into the crowd. <laughs> like the odds of that happening and point to the WrestleMania sign at the same time. <laughs> and then they're just looking like, get Kane on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but other than... Talking about wrestling, the Oscars, I don't think there was anything majorly shocking. Like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse went three for three and got yeah. its Oscar. Spike Lee got his total Oscar. Yes, uh, I got his, uh, it was adapted screenplay for Black Klansman. Yeah. So. Did, you, did you like hear his speech? Um, i just seen that he was wearing gold nikes, so I just kind of... Yeah, in a purple suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave yourself alone. Um, he like called out fucking... Trump, and Trump had a reply like later on, like the next day oh. about it. I think when I was watching it back, the the highlights they blanked that part out. Uh, there was like no audio for ten seconds. Uh, oh, I think I read that it was something to do with like um, 
like unemployment's its lowest in the country ever or something like that. <laughs> Thank That's you, President. To him. Mm. Hi. Um I did see an interesting video with James McAvoy. I think it was on like his Snapchat or something. Right. And it was um he got like people at the awards and actually like, signed his shirt and he was like gonna be like auctioning it off for like charity and it kinda of sounded a bit a bit steaming. <laughs> the, the fucking shirt the next day just like he's got vomit on it smell, although like, on drink. the night of the Oscars like, on, you, on Twitter and that they were like talking about previous moments and, and they bring up the the selfie that broke the internet oh yeah and I can't help but just look at Kevin Spacey and that <laughs> selfie <laughs> and he's looking at like I do toys for all these years <laughs> it's just the I'm end of your suspects kids he just leaves that for you. Was Brian Singer in attendance on Sunday? Don't think so. Nah. What is it he's meant to have done? Uh, Fuck him, that. He, <laughs> he, I think he had multiple accusations of just... Sexual uh, Underage, like, with minors. Huh. Like, Stop saying minors, just say <laughs> children, because it's just so confusing with, with to me. Young boys. Just keep pictured men and underage. fucking hard hearts getting raped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> underage boys. Yes, and to the point where it's it's always been a thing, which is weird because we had the same discussion when we reviewed X Men: Days of Future Past, and that was like in our first ten episodes of films and swearing. So we made jokes about him just fucking making it rain millions just to cover up all his lawsuits. <laughs> and now. Making it rain. And, oh, oh. and to the point, because he was the director of Bohemian Rhapsody and then he got fired from it. So oh. they did, there was a good tweet where it said uh, Bohemian Rhapsody won achievement in editing for editing everything out that Brian Singer had touched. Oh, and the people are slating. It's a scene that has got this, this 51 cut, like, cutaways in the... In the one scene, it's when they're like sitting outside in like a restaurant right. during the day, and there's like fifty-one like cutaways. I was just thinking that that was a bit much. Yeah, and they were like, "How the fuck did that get like best editing or something?" <laughs> well, maybe Brian Singer done had a fucking cameo on it because <laughs> mm. he got fired. Then it was it was a I feel it was a guy called Dexter Fletcher. Aye, yeah, and he's like the guy from uh, like This Is England. That was the guy that had like the cross. No, is it, is it not an actor? Fletcher was in. I want to say he was in Rent for Rejects. It used to be on Nickelodeon. He was in Lots Talking to a Smoking Bar. Was oh, played the chef. Right, but that was, was it. Was, like, for, was that that boy? Like a British actor, uh, like all of a sudden just like sat in the director chair because I don't think he was. And they in were the movie. also before they got uh, Rami Malek, they were going to get um, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's it, very strange. Aye, like because you would just see you would just see Borat. You Aye. couldn't. He, whereas uh, Rami Malek, I keep wanting to say Sammy. Uh, like <laughs> the fact that I've not watched Mr. Robot, I do kind of for fucking anything else. So it's good when it's sort of like an unknown, and they fucking completely transform themselves. Yeah. Where he may as well pretty much just be Freddie Mercury now. Yeah. I reckon why they had that Aunt Adam Lambert. Singing with Queen at the start of the show, it should have been fucking Rami on stage. Yeah. So I'm just here to enjoy the show. Fucking, we're giving you best actor. Get on that fucking stage and sing. As well, the people were pointing out um, during the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performance, 
they're talking about like the oh they're shagging yeah like they're shagging there's like a bit there's a bit during the when they're singing and I, I didn't care if she's married or he's married or he's married and she her turns, relationship just fell down like two days before and she turns to him and singing and she kind of like almost leans in to kiss him and then like immediately realises him like awkwardly pulls away uh, it's at the very end of the song they're singing with their eyes shut and then their eyes open together and they just stare at each other and their heads tilt and then they realise they're in front of Hollywood and they go off. <laughs> <laughs> but Margaret's like convinced that like, they're already shagging. I could t- you could just tell. Look at the chemistry. They're, just, uh, they're already shagging. Like, if she's a, if that if that's true, she's a fucking slack. And just start telling the guys. I don't maybe. Sense a bit of jealousy. Maybe Margaret. they're just really good together. <laughs> <laughs> she has always kind of appreciated Bradley Cooper since the hangover. Appreciate that. <laughs> on several Blunt occasions. Our fucking fingernails to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> 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 most likely took a back seat to Aquaman now oh. like he seems to be <laughs> making everyone else thirsty nowadays oh. <laughs> so that's the Oscar that's Oscar season well, award season over with for another year yeah so we can all have a collective sigh and now back to the good films <laughs> back to It'll be like summer blockbusters next week. It's like how it's gonna be March. It's like, right, start of the summer. Mm. <laughs> Captain Marvel. All right. And they start chucking films at us now. Try to think someone else comes out in March. It looks really good. I can't remember. Right, big blockbuster. I can't remember. Someone with a rock in it. No. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is us. That's it. So, I blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, a film quiz. Yeah. We have pre-selected cards just to test our knowledge of film. We will be the last man standing this week. So, what direction? You uh, start you... and you ask me. Okay. So, I could be instantly... It's like, what hand do I play? Then you read the questions first, bitch. Yeah. You're just going to end up picking the hardest question at the four. <laughs> you scumbag. Or maybe I'm going, give you a, that, I'm going to give you an easy one. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to let oh, you. Nice yeah. uh, Right. <laughs> you got a dead easy one. Oh. Which movie sees a bunny called Judy Hopps? Police and... A city of animals. Yeah, what do you want? You want the British ver- British name or the American name? I want one on this card, Andrew. Oh, fuck. Zootopia. That's it. I was going to say Zootopolis. Zootropolis. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah? I could have took you out on a technicality if that yeah. was it. I would slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw the card across the room. It's like, alright, Gambit, chill out. <laughs> May the fucking next few hours of the podcast really awkward. Right. Host bleeding out on the floor, still trying to review the film. Right, it's Michael. In 2008's movie Taken, Liam Neeson's character's daughter is snatched from which city? Oh, it's uh, Paris, eh? Yes. 
Easy. Now, at least I didn't ask what race was the kidnapper. Yeah, I was genuinely, genuinely going to take a, I made it a forefoot with just rattling off something like, like Africa or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like Kentucky. Oh. Alright, Mike, what you got? Which country is the setting for the sound of music? Oh. Which country? I think I want to say Switzerland. And then they're also part of me. Wait. Are they Nazis no, wait. in Switzerland there? No. <laughs> You've already said you're that's a bit. I know. Part of me is like, do I correct it? And part of me is thinking Austria. And I don't think that's any closer. And then there's Sweden. Do you know I've never seen geography. I know, but I've never that. seen the film, so yeah. I have to see that, but I think I can was. So you think it's? I think it's Austria. Okay. Yeah, I I said I jumped on Switzerland, then thought Austria. Right, but what is it? Austria. Oh, I'll, I'll let Mike decide whether I get to stay right, in or not. Is he getting to stay in or is he out? I'll let him. Fuck it. You're, you're getting to live. Right. <sighs> Like, I'm getting worse every week. <laughs> uh, okay, Andy, action. Oh. Who directed the 2017 movie King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? Guy Ritchie. Ding. Oh, go on. Hey. <laughs> I mean, that's your second one, right? Of <laughs> course. Still never seen it. It was all right. Charlie Hunnam, eh? Aye. Well, just kid David Beckham was in it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Right, Michael. Kicked the football at some cunt. Knock them off the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an obvious joke from someone who doesn't enjoy football. <laughs> I saw the fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mike. Who played Jim Stark in Rebel Without a Cause? He hit you with the classical. James Dean? Yes. Holy shit. Pulls out the fucking... Rain Man in me. Ah, he, he reached deep. <laughs> the Rain Man of movies. Pardon me. Fucking ass alone, Fuck man. him in the ass, <clears throat> Mike. <laughs> I don't think that's a category, Andrew. No. Uh, who stars as John Anderton, the head of the elite pre-crime law enforcement squad in Minority Report? So, okay. Uh, Tom Cruise? Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying until he said Minority Report at the very end. <laughs> like that rolls in. It's like, what? What? No. Okay. Uh, Duck Soup was a hit for which famous thespian siblings? Ah, I know this one. I'm sorry, I hit you with a classic. Duck fucking soup. Duck Soup was a hit for which famous thespian siblings? Right, brothers. It was the Marx Brothers. Oh, you scumbag! You did me it though, eh? <laughs> Just the right. right brothers were fucking. Can what he let me get on? Mike gave me sound of music, so that's a you. I'll let you get the Marx Brothers. You lucky, lucky man. Yeah. Right. Name your name your fucking luck. <laughs> One of the quiz doesn't need to review that movie tonight. Oh, what? 
<laughs> you said that I, I think this one's been asked before. You have to decide for yourself. Which 2015 movie personifies the emotions of joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness? Um, the film that I was supposed to review a few weeks ago and say oh, that. I do, I do think it has been said. Uh, but I yes, thought, I, sorry, I just thought like the apocalypse started up, did it say? But yes, you're right, sorry. Uh, that question. <laughs> aye. Okay. It was maybe just because he was meant to uh, I think review it, just, it that it came to mind, but. Aye. Uh, in Moana, whose afterlife spirit takes the form of a manta ray? Who's getting asked this? Me. Oh, it's true. Moana, who takes the spirit of a manta ray? Do you know what a manta ray is? Oh, that's a good start. It's a, a big flat fish. Well, it's a ray. But yeah, but I, I don't remember any cutting down in that film. <laughs> They're spirits. I remember. I remember. There's a big crab covered in bling. <laughs> and I've never seen the phone so And a, a chicken that will never die. How the fuck you no see Moana, motherfucker? And a pig. He's not got kids. Oh. <laughs> Soon, Michael. Soon. Um, okay. Is it looking specifically for a character name or like? Yeah. Ah oh, shit. I wouldn't get the name. I think you should get. It, I, I was going to say her father. But yeah, uh, you're wrong, anyway. It was uh, Moana the Grandma, Grandma Tala. Oh, okay. That, that, no that. mind that she did. Uh, nah. And then when she's running to the ocean, all the fucking, there's a big wave of light comes nah. out her tent as she dies. Nah. nah I've seen her about fucking six or eight times. Hi. <laughs> Moana is, is so 2017. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on in. You still get to ask me. Yes. Since I'm uh, still in since, this. Okay, I, I, yep, I'm eliminated. Uh, comedy, the final cards. Which comedy actor directed The Cable Guy? Oh, I know this one. Fuck. Oh, I see Ben still. <gasps> he got it. Motherfucker, oh. I never thought you would have got that. I think it's way hard to see Ben still. He just popped out of my head. <laughs> I must be learning. Must be reading the cards before the show starts. What is Fargo in the 1996 movie of the same name? What, what is Fargo? Aye. Isn't it just like a town in like fucking like Minnesota? It's got to be one of these things that has to be specific. Like. No, I think I, I think I have to give it. It says Aye. it's a city. Aye. But it's the same thing. Apparently it's like a region? State? Um town no no but that is that's what you asked all four of mine is it yeah uh, I want one more but I can't ask you because you fucking you're asking that, me bitch ah, you better ask Andy then <laughs> oh yeah <coughs> uh, in which 1987 comedy see Steve Martin's character desperately trying to get home for Thanksgiving when his flight's cancelled oh, fuck that's the fucking films I do watch that planes trains and automobiles yeah Fucking hell, I'm getting the fucking skills. <laughs> right, Stuart, you're the fucking quiz master, dude. <laughs> this shit's going on till fucking daylight. No, it fucking won't. I'm pulling one right out of classical. Oh, fucked. 
So, oh, sorry, it's but both is. Eh? Uh, how do I do this? Because do I just eliminate one and then he wins, or so I eliminate no, him I and then I you th- win? I, th- I think you should ask it like for like the two of us. I should ask one, then. Oh, so have you got to say in. who's first? Ah, so like if I get the wrong answer, if you get it right. So I'll. All right, we both get an No, but then I can just copy you and then. Oh, well, I will just read it out and then you have to shout your name out. Like you buzz. Uh, no, just right, whoever makes in. a noise first. Uh. <laughs> so I right, buzz in. Okay, classical. Who played Doctor Frederick Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein? Z- Andy buzzed. What's his name? Fuck! I've been blunt. <laughs> He's milking it. I've no honestly. We're going to need an answer, Andrew. The show started half an hour ago. <laughs> I fucking got it. He's going to say it and I'm going to fucking absolutely explode. Just go, just you win. Fuck, I fucking mind his name, fuck. All right, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> there we go. Two days in a row. The longest film quiz. We're going to run out of cards soon. Then we're just going to have to make them up. Oh, I've got one in my house. Remember I bought like Oh, you, before. you bought a book? Aye. It's not a book, it's like a wee deck of cards. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare say it's a book. <laughs> there is no pages, for so it is not a book. Okay, so for the film reviews... Right, let's go for the lowest rank and work our way up. So... It has to be you. It is. Let's see. It is, Spotlight is number 211. My Neighbor Totoro is 133. And rear window is 45. I so you fucking close the show. That's going to be straight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Provided that you're still awake, it should be fine. Maybe. Unless you want to swap, swap around and you go first. No, I do like going first. Alright. <laughs> 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 fucking Goldilocks syndrome. Just fucking move. <laughs> Spotlight from director Tom McCarthy. Oh shit, I need to kill that. I'll just pull up IMDb when you get to that point. Uh, he is known or like his top four on IMDb. He's credited mainly as the writer for Win Win, The Station Agent, The Visitor, and of course Spotlight. I'm very unfamiliar with his work. The film stars Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Lee Shriver, John Slatterly, Brian Darcy James, and Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. The plot is the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and the cover-up uh, within the local Catholic district, shaking the entire Catholic church to its core. So Kevin Spacey was in this one. Oh, he was. <laughs> That's what inspired him to and release his fucking great works. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes that was what I watched was that a first time watch? Uh, no I I think it was 2015 uh, it came you, out you probably would have watched it for the awards there. exactly and that was it it won the best motion picture like, it won the Oscar for best picture it, that year it came out that's mm. typical Oscar but it's like so I real life scandal newspaper against the church and right enough when I saw it back then, 
my thought back to the fact that when I drew that card, and I was like, oh, fuck. Because I initially think this, it's going to be like, is the boring newsroom one? And it'll probably be over two hours. It's going to be bleak. It's not going to be fun to watch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was Yay, really... I'm going to film a bit molestation. It's like, oh, man. Prisoners now, this. Just leave kids alone. <laughs> It's unfortunate child season on films and swearing. Oh. <laughs> so when I got around to watching it, it, it is a good film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, well put together. Yes, exactly. I had a fucking strong cast. The fucking story is shocking. The fact like what goes on and how it kind of unfolds. So it it's interesting and the your core cast really is Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo. And um, Rachel McAdams. I was going to do like a Mikey style plot and say Batman and the Hulk team up with Annie from Game Night to oh. <laughs> uncut, like, fucking kick down the doors at the church and save the kids. Blah, blah, Who's blah, blah, the blah. The priest. <laughs> the priest. They don't actually show you. If only Christian Bale was in it because then you would have had that whole. Uh, remember the To Catch a Predator, the guy dressed like Batman? Oh, hi. He went to like the fucking park in like, the middle of the day mm-hmm. and he was doing the Christian Bale voice. Oh, <laughs> You're here meeting kids! Oh! <laughs> this, like, is it, Literally what? actually goes like, to up to torpedoes like, and like a, uh, Batman. Yeah, like how, how you, like, you get all those nonce videos online but <laughs> rather than just a couple folk for fucking Glasgow or something showing up, it's just a guy dressed as Batman. <laughs> it's like, you're here to meet a little girl! <laughs> like, no, I'm no. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> they just like piss them off until the police show up. But that was like a number of years ago, uh, wasn't it? So, yeah, I was surprised at how much I kind of enjoyed it. It, it. Again, sort of like Prisoners, where it's the story that gets you. Yeah. you you'd think it's just going to be a really bleak subject, but the fact that how it all gets uncovered is something that they were all told about years ago, but someone at the newspaper had covered it up. Mm-hmm. Or they just took the person's. Uh, news is just like well there's I've not got anything to back up on mm. and it gets swept under the carpet but it's known to leave Shriver's character who becomes like the new editor of the globe reads it in a like, reads it in like a guest column and thinks well we need to look at this spotlight is uh like a group of reporters within the Boston Globe that kind of do the gritty undercover case or like when they get a project they'll do the research they'll uncover everything yeah. and then do a big deal, like a big spread about it. So, they were sort of in between projects, and it was Lee Shriver's character that says, well, why don't we look at, why don't we look at this? Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of a bit dismissive, and they think, well, wait, it's, it's, all these documents have been covered up, and says, well, you just need to get a court order to lift that, and then you could have a look at all the documents, and says, well, you're more or less suing the Catholic Church. Like, everyone's going to look at it, and it's like, 60% of our readership are, like, Christians, and like, we're, going to piss off a lot of people if we do this. It's like, oh, yeah. Piss them off. <laughs> it was like, the, the guy's words like, just do it. Like, well, like, like, who cares? Like, we need to find out what's happened here. Mm. And when they start digging, it just it gets fucking darker and darker. Uh, <laughs> I do, part of me is like, I don't want to spoil. You don't see any abuse going on. It's not that type of thing. Everything's happened. Mm. Like, they interview, like, the survivors. So, and it's like, and they're all frail old men just shaking. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a stereotypical homosexual. Like a guy that was always gay, really camp, but it was a hippie priest that kind of started showing him, like, he was, oh, I'm really depressed, why don't you give me a blowjob? Was the line the priest had used on him. 
and he was like a gay teenager and didn't know what to do. This is the first person that's also gay. So of course I blew him. <laughs> and now he's like mentally fucked and they're sitting talking about it and there's like a playground in front of a church and it's like, look at it, the irony, the irony, the children are so close to the church. <laughs> and there's a fucking scene where there's a, they discover like these rehabilitation centres where more or less paedophile priests get taken to houses to try and, they've either been moved from another area or they've been to I'd stop them from being paedophiles and get put back into the church. Mm-hmm. And one of the reporters is looking at the address when they're doing the research and it's like a house in his street. <laughs> one moment just runs it, just runs along the street and stares at it, goes back and he's taping a note to his fridge. Kids, do not ever go near this house. Don't talk to any men in this house. <laughs> and he's got a big fucking A4 picture of the house taped to his fridge. <laughs> and he's like, what is going on? But his all these cover-ups, like when more or less when the priests get caught out, there's records of their absences in books. The, the Catholic Church must just keep a log of where they were working at these times and there's all these priests and it's like a pattern of sick leave or redeployment and they realise these people weren't actually sick. They've been caught doing something. They've had yeah. to be relocated and they work the pattern out and they think, man, there's like we've got 13 priests in Boston doing this and they, they tell it to someone like an insider and a lot of this film is like five folk huddled around a phone on speakerphone and they're telling them information their jaws are dropping going, no. And they'll grab their pens and the film continues on and the same happens ten minutes later. But the, the biggest fucking shock was uh, they said, well, we think we found 13 priests and the guy on the phone's like, that's a bit low. <laughs> <laughs> and they gives them the maths and they work it out and says it should be 90 priests in Boston alone that fit that pattern. And they do the maths, and it's like it's your montage, like like in a rocky field, in a rocky film, you see them fucking running through the the snowy forest. Them, they're opening an Excel spreadsheet, typing shit, doing they're pinning things on notice boards. They're writing, getting the writing, little... doing big joke. You. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the football. <laughs> it's fine. I just <laughs> <laughs> they're getting the wee post-it notes, out, putting things on a wall, and by the end of it, the tally comes to eighty-seven priests oh, that sure. follow the fucking like their algorithm of sick leave, sick leave, and they went from one parish to another, and it's like, they're fucking spot on. There's 87 priests that are fucking doing this. So they try and go find priests, interview them, and talk to more victims, and you're just thinking, Jesus Christ. And it is, it's one of these things like, this is real. And how much priests got fucking arrested? Ah, well, that's it. And it's other things where like they've died... Since then, because all the children that are abused are now full-grown adults. Yeah. So, and they're talking about like, the statute of limitations. Like, obviously, they couldn't be challenged at the time because kids wouldn't go forward to the police. So, and it was all the things like, well, why didn't the families do anything? And one of the, the victims was like, like, my family? My mum put out fucking cookies when the priest showed up to molest me. Like, it's the priest, it's a fucking honour that he shows up to your house. And it's like, it doesn't matter that you fucking grabbed my dick when you went to go get ice cream. And you're like, oh! <laughs> and, it, and it's just, it's so fucking horrible to hear. It's like, like, the thing that makes it real is like, he got taken out for ice cream because his dad had died and the priest tried to cheer him up. So I took him out for ice cream, got in the car, grabbed his dick and he says, I was that fucking paralyzed, I didn't eat the ice cream, it just melted in my hands. And I was like, oh. it's just, wow. Jesus fucking Christ! It's like, I hope I get a romantic comedy next week. No, you're getting the, the new documentary, Savile. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll take the Rebel Wilson movie, I'm t- please. <laughs> so it is. It has like lots of those moments where just like Jesus, this is fucking horrible. The thing like this has happened, and this is real stuff. But yeah. it's really engrossing to watch, and you can see why. It's like this will make a fucking fantastic film. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I think, steals the film in my opinion. He. Because he, he's he's the Jake Gyllenhaal. He's he's got inflections. He's he's got a wee accent going on. The way he walks, it's like it's not it's not Bruce Banner. Like, so he's got an eye twitch. He's he's got a, like he's got like a wee walk and a wee flinch, and he's always got like a twitch as well. And yeah. but he gets the best stuff to do in the film. He's constantly going to like lawyers' offices trying to get these files, or there's an order up on these. So he runs to this other fucking place. He's like, right, I need all the papers on this. And he's like, no, that's protected by the church. And he fucking argues with the guy. He fucking puts in $80 and manages to get the papers. <laughs> and he's running about and Fokker just refusing to talk to him. So he's chasing Fock down the street. And That's the perfect film for him to actually rage it. Aye, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's things like this. It all kind of costs his marriage because he talks about how he's got a wife. But when you see him, he's in a, like a basement apartment on his own. Fucking, they can what he was eating, but a fucking guy like say like Stanley Tucci shows up with a fucking pizza and he's like, oh pizza, and he's so fucking happy and he's talking about it's the best slice. And he's got this Boston accent going on and it's fucking perfect. And he's like, that's a guy that really knows his craft that could like change his whole mannerisms and he fucking masters an accent and because he, he what was the character's name he played? It was he's like a Portuguese, alright, Mike uh, Resendez. And you're thinking, Mike Ruffalo, him, like, but he pulls it off really mm. well. Uh, Michael Keaton is sort of like you say, like the head editor, like the next level down from Lee Schreiber's character. So he spends most of his time in just sat behind his desk, two typing on a keyboard. And Rachel McAdams again, she gets like the big cat she finds like a priest when she goes to the door like looking for like family members the actual priest answers the door and he's like hey, I believe you molested children on like X, Y and Z dates aye and that's what he says god deal with it he fucking says he's like yes that's right dear and and she's like wait that wasn't the reaction she was looking for so aye. she fucking says to him uh, you know, like blah blah about all these crimes. Like yes, but I, I didn't get any gratification out of it. Is it? But what do you mean? He's like no, there was nothing sexual. What I did to them, and he's like, and they more or less said it, it, it was, it was, it's the thing you done because it, it's what it was done to me when I was little. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, it's gone on for like <laughs> generations. Exactly. It's like he was molested as a child in the church. So it, it's a, there's no gratification in what I do. Is it's what it's what's done. Yes. And it's like, what? But seconds later, his sister comes out and she's absolutely fucking screaming at Rachel McAdams. So it's like, maybe he's got Alzheimer's or dementia where the way he's talking about it is, ah, of course, I've tugged off a bunch of kids. It's like, to call me Tom so, Tugger. <laughs> <laughs> so elegantly put. <laughs> so it's got all those bits where it is, everyone does really good in it. Mm-hmm. But Aye, that is my, my overview of the film. Nice. Do you have any questions? Has it got a rewatchability factor to it? Kind of. Is, is, no is, something... it like, is it one of these films where like, like you should see it once 
mm-hmm. and that's maybe kind of it. And then, like a few years later, if it's on TV, yes. there's nothing else on, you'll fire it on. Ah, it would fall in, like exactly if it's something that's maybe already half an hour in because it's two hours and ten minutes long. So and it finished like it caught me off guard when it finished. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's in the ruder than it should have. <laughs> But like just the end credits came up, I was like, oh fuck, it's finished. Like that was again. Like, oh, sound... oh, I'm just about to go. <laughs> oh shit! Like, Aye. Oh, spray, spray. I <laughs> just been making Resident Evil for some reason. What spray, spray? No, the fucking porn parody. Uh, oh yes, I recording where they spliced it on. Yeah, like a Jill sandwich. Porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was. The more or less they publish the article, that's how the film finishes. Like they've got all the information they need, and they get an overwhelming response. Like I think it was either three hundred or six hundred people phone in to say, "I we were abused." Like everyone just came at the fucking woodworks and just says, and just ratted on all the folk that abused them, mm-hmm. and it kind of ended that. You got your typical black screen said like and thousands of priests, I and, uh, and it lists priests in every country that was reported. And it, it's just like three screens of every city, and like even comes up with like Manchester, England, places in Ireland, like all the places where paedophile priests were caught. And I was just so fucking scanning for Scotland, and I couldn't see anything. I never got, I never paused it and properly looked, but I was like, well, loads. looking for five Scotland, looking for five Scotland. Like, Please don't have five Scotland. Even oh, oh, was what like, was the name of the one that she come up with the skill? The blonde hair. Rewatchability. That would be. Uh, it would. Everyone should probably see it once. If it's streaming and it's like yeah. there on Netflix, fuck it, give it a watch because the cast are really good in it. It got, as I said, two Oscars, Best Motion Picture and uh, Best Original Screenplay. So that was like the director and a guy called Josh Singer done this. No relation to Brian? I don't think so. Anybody called Singer in the movie business? Is ah, he's like, change him. your name. Um. It was nominated for a whole other rake as well. Uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo <clears throat> was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He lost to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Best Supporting Actress. She lost to Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. Mm. And it was basically the year the fuck all came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course <laughs> it was... What you cry it. Achievement in directing was... Uh, Alejandro Inarutu For Revenant, Revenant. Yeah. and uh, Mad Max Fury Road got film editing so uh, they lost that the score was alright there was a guy crying Howard Shore it was just like a really sombre piano score but he was like the dude that's done all the fucking scores for the Lord of the Rings movies Hobbit and uh, Martin Scorsese films like Hugo and the Aviator right. so it seemed to be like a significant dude doing the score uh, um, but actually, sorry to interrupt. You know what the fucking worst thing about this is? Like this shit still happens today. In the news this week, it was uh, an Australian court filed. It has found like a cardinal George Pell, Vatican treasurer and former top advisor to Pope Francis, guilty on charges of sexual, of child sexual offences committed more than two decades ago against thirteen-year-old boys. It's like. The morning that I was going to watch fucking Spotlight, and it's like, what? Like, it's like, what's. What? I didn't want to say, what a coincidence! Like, for fuck's sake! 
it's not part of the job when you become a priest. That's what I just want to like let let it be known. You become a man of God doesn't he mean it's like well let's take the boys out for ice cream. <laughs> well, they do a wee bit more screening process when it comes to fucking accepting applicants to the church. Exactly, just oh. like that should just be like one of the first questions. Do you like Burns? Yeah, cone guy or yeah, fucking chuck ice guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, aye. Uh, do you want the the facts? A BBT? Uh, if, if you've done it, aye. I do. I, I, the film was made on a budget of $20 million. There's a bunch of guys in the newsroom and walking about Boston, so not that very expensive. Nah. How much with a budget like that? I reckon it probably made about... Absolutely. Worldwide? <clears throat> Yeah, domestic. And what a way to pull it to about 140. Uh, he's a both overshot. Domestic, 45 million. Uh, worldwide, 98 million. Ah, I mean, so, I money back at least. Yeah, that's I mean. <clears throat> it, I suppose it's not a film that it's looking to make. <clears throat> like, shit ton of money, you know. Exactly. It, when you'd see the fucking trailer to it, unless you're invested in. Yourself. <laughs> no, there's like no, no. Oh, I heard there's a movie about the church coming out. Let's go and watch it. Like, oh, Father, you're not at the Manny's today. <laughs> <laughs> the Pixar films are on Saturday. So, but no, no, it's just up. Oh, you're sick. <laughs> oh, I am sick. I'm not a fucking good dinosaur. Huh? It's not a good dinosaur. What's so bad about a good dinosaur? That's what the priest took them to. I'm just trying to think of Pixar films for one there. Oh, I thought you were saying there was like a hidden sexual fucking <laughs> message. Message of <laughs> good when dinosaur. Push your river. dad in a river. <laughs> when he goes to fucking it's like Wally. When the two young fucking T-Rexes went to sleep, the dad T-Rex raped the kid. <laughs> you, just see, you just see the dinosaur's tail brushing I'm against their legs. I watched that at Christmas when it was on like, BBC. What the fuck? The, 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 the green dinosaur. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just imagining like three big green dinosaurs molesting the wee cave boy. The wee boy's shredding out. Fucking bam bam for the Flintstones, eh? Oh. <laughs> it's just getting scalped with tails. <laughs> I think Vincent can't hold them in because of his wee arms. <laughs> I told you it would be fucking quicker just eating the thing. <laughs> so, yes. In trivia, there was... A, I thought my fucking cat was trying to eat that bird there. Um, that's not trivia on the spotlight. Uh, there was a shot where they're all at like a baseball game and it, it's framed well, really well. the kids. <laughs> the reporters, thankfully. So you've got the three of them sitting in the foreground, then you've got three people sitting in the background, and lo and behold, it's the, the fucking the, the real news reporters that they're portraying uh. are sitting in the background, and the fucking actors are sitting in the foreground. It's a nice wee trivia. Like when you're watching it, and you can see like the similarities between the way they're sat. Like the Mark Ruffalo character sat in the middle, and the guy kind of looks like him, but he's got a goatee, and you're just thinking. They they've played it really well. Like they got the fuck to look like the people, and yeah. although the person at the end is like Rachel McAdams, uh, the person she portrays sitting in the background, then it's like a bald guy in a hot dog <laughs> sitting in her with her seat. She wasn't oh. in that scene. It's like 
Hmm, I wonder if the gender swapped. <laughs> but no. She wasn't at the baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because she was absolutely cunt ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but can't it be that? Yes, a new one, like. She's fucking ugly as fuck. I can't hear her in the phone. <laughs> right, so that is my review. So, right. uh, on to Mikey for My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Yeah, let's have the fucking childless cunt do the child's <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, so it's so depressing. Tell us the Japanese names, Mike. I know, that's fucking, that's, 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 that's like the, the stumper, if you will. You know? <laughs> so my name is... Stop talking about that fucking priest film. <laughs> <laughs> talking so, about stumpers. So, My Neighbor Toro is directed by Hayao mm-hmm. Miyayat. Miyazaki. That's it. There you go. Um, and I didn't write down the names. I took screenshots because they're fucking so. Like I'm gonna try to type. Did things. you say you watched it with an English dub as well? Aye. Aye. Did you, did, did you know the names of the people that done the dub? Aye. It was uh, the three that I recognised was um, Dakota and El Fanon and Frank Weller. Because that was only three I recognised. Mm-hmm. But so the was actual... that the British dubbing or was that the American dubbing? Because there is. Two. I think that's an American dubbing. If it's the Koa and Ellie Fanning. Ah, they all had American accents. So I'm sure there was. Is there not two in this in Totoro? Oh, I The borrowers at Areti I knew had two dubbins. Oh. Ah. I thought they all had two dubbins. I think maybe re releases, like more recently, mm-hmm. but when they all came out in the UK DVD through Studio Canal, it was all American dubbing. Yeah. So. What are you going to attempt? Punch me in the throat. That'll do. Yeah, well, obviously, you, <laughs> I did. I did take screenshots of the, the the voice cast for the when it was made back in the eighties, and ah. you had, um, you know, uh, Nariko Hidaka who's done uh, Satsuki. Right. <clears throat> and it's annoying the way the Americans pronounce that name in the film. It's really annoying. How do they pronounce it? It was like, oh, Suzuki. No, it was like oh, I can't even fucking mind it now, but it wasn't the way like you would say it. It was weird. It was almost like they were missing like the T, kind of. But um, it was um, uh, Chika Sakamoto was in May. <laughs> Shigesato Atoyu as Tatsu Kukasabe. Is that his name? Sure. <laughs> That's how you pronounce his name. Is it? Is it? Is it? Ah, it's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Because I came out, so I was wrong about it. And, um, and there was Tani Kitabayashi as Granny. There you which go. was another weird point we'll get to anyway. Now, also, do you know the the connection between this and Grave of the Fireflies? No. You got that safe for trivia? Yeah. Okay, I'll know. Talk about it just now then. Yeah. You just shut your puzzle until it's finished, you. I just thought maybe he'd overlooked it, and I thought, well... No, no, I don't That's BBT. when you bring it up at the end, I bitch. I, I don't my BBT for it. <laughs> uh, so the plot for My Neighbor Totoro was after moving closer to a hospital who's caring for their ill mum, two sisters befriend the mysterious like forest creature known as Totoro and Catbus. Catbus. Don't forget about the Catbus. Yeah, fucking freak me out. <laughs> fucking dead. It's like fucking watching Transformers. <laughs> Flesh Transformers. <laughs> it just made me think back to that time we went to go see Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and 
the, the projector broke down and the guy in the back of the cinema shouted, but I've already took my Ekkies, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Just when he said it freaked out, like, did you take, I think I'll have a wee Ekkie and watch this kid's film. What is that cat doing? Uh, Why is that bear got an umbrella? Uh, Mind blowing. So Mike, what did you think of the film? Um, first time watch? It's a first time watch. Yeah. Um, it was alright. It wasn't really like... I mean, I've never really watched any of the Studio uh, Ghibli films or whatever. Aye. Aye, I can never... I, I think Aye. Ghibli, but I think everyone else cries it Ghibli. Ah, I know. It's not really like the kind of film that would... you know, You're not like, the target audience for it. Aye. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Like a, f- a fair thought, I will say, you fucking cunts talking about like the spirit of the way and yeah. fucking. Um, Howl's moving castle. And... Aye. But, I mean, it was alright. Well, it know. was like 80 minutes. Ah, exactly. That's, it's not too taxing. Yeah, and I mean, I managed to get a couple of good, like, notes, like, uh, like bullet points written down for it, so that was alright. Mm hmm. Uh, so. What happened? <laughs> I was. Obviously, this is a. Uh, this is not a. This is not. I was. A bit, I was about to say this is not a straightforward question, but it is really straightforward. This is your first sort of step into Studio Ghibli films. Aye. Aye. As we yeah. already. I know. I just wanted to clarify in case he was a bit <laughs> to mention something else. Aye, no, no, no. It's my first one that I've watched. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't really plan on watching it. I fell asleep, Andrew. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, back on with your notes. Um. So. Obviously, my first bit of notes was talking about like Stuart Ghibli and like, like so the films that you kind of like and that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first bit of the film that stuck to fucking my mind for my notes was the character of Granny. Yeah. And that she liked to be called Granny. And it was just, it was very fucking weird. That's like Japanese culture. Aye. I, 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 I kind of figured that, but like, and it was almost like, like, she got like a basement through fucking locked like fucking Burns and all <laughs> All her family deserted her, so Yeah. They would she just, just watched the fuel needed. I guess it's just like a seniority thing, like every I guess older gentleman's just cried uncle. Right. Yeah. It's just maybe the polite way to address a stranger. Maybe not, Oi, grandma. It's like I'm old enough to be your mum, you cheeky little cunt. Scalp. <laughs> sure that's what it is though. Just a... Uh, a respectful thing you folk at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, the, like, one of the other things I noticed about when he kind of noticed it when I watched, um, like, Play Story, like, the kind of catchy opening music. Oh, aye. I'm trying to think, how did the film open? Was, was it something like they were marching for a field and, like, a song was playing? Aye. yeah. Uh, and it was like them as they were in the they were obviously like in the car with the dad and all that try to go to the farmhouse I just had an <clears> image <throat> like just like an alternative take they're in the car going and they hit one of the fucking Totoro bears like, <gasps> like they hit a deer and it's just face it's <laughs> there alternative opening eh? uh, it's just the fucking strapped to the hood of the car the <laughs> roof of the car then it just turns into a fucking like it's a survival horror with <laughs> Totoro's what revenge for the killing little, their bears the little Totoro putting blood on its face <laughs> like fucking John Rambo rigs traps uh. in the woods <laughs> <laughs> cripples the children then takes them 
to join the mother. <laughs> so, were you charmed by the film, Mike? Um, not really. Nah. To me, I can. It's like one of the most famous ones, but to me, it's one of the worst. Right. I just do think it's interesting and nothing happens in the fucking film. Aye, that's what I was like, and I think as well the fact that you didn't really see Totoro till about 40, 45 minutes into the film. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's already over half, like halfway into the film. Aye. And you think, is it more famous just for the characters it created? Like how Totoro in pop culture... I just think it was bigger than the film. That was probably was that maybe like the first film that came across and was well received. Yeah, possibly. And then it just kind of stuck as a standard. It could be because obviously you couldn't go to a comic con without seeing a whole Reiki cat bus Totoro stuff. Mm. Usually, it most like Fox Island Japanese stuff. Like obviously, it must be fucking huge over there. But it is a fairly kind of. Yeah, not a straightforward story, but it's just like a family going through a how family was crisis. That in the Ghibli verse, I would say Nausicaa Valley of the Wind was the first one. Uh, I feel like Totoro was maybe three or four. Well, like they, the, it's maybe because it's a big because it's like the first one that they've been able to merchandise. Yes, push for merchandise exactly so because fucking push the shit out it. The same. It's like it was an old, like the first one that did the he like blood in it. Exactly, one that was aimed <laughs> at a family Aye. because Nosca Valley the Wind was like a sci-fi fantasy, Aye. and that had sort of blood. Then you had um, Princess Mononoke. I think that was later. What was it? Uh, I'll, I'll Google for the list. Castle Cagliostro. That was an early one. That was probably pre Ghibli as well, because Nosca so was never got pre- a number. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Right. <laughs> we, we, we Take collected, no, 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 I'm just. I'm just we collected these folks. No, no, <laughs> we get a lot of it though. Right. But I think it's maybe like Laputa Castle in the Sky uh, could have predated uh, Totoro. Like the only one that kind of slightly really had my interest before seeing this was a Spirit of the Way. And th- that is the fucking that, huge one because that was the, the Oscar winner. Uh, and that's kind of one of the more like, newer ones as well. Eh? Yes, it was. It was one or something. Aye, probably. Aye, what you, what you, what you want to I've got a list. Of Aye, just sort of the, 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 where the Ghibli started. Aye, 84 was Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. Yep. Then went on to Castle in the Sky, mm-hmm. then Grave of the Fireflies and My Neighbour Totoro. Okay, so aye, it's like third or fourth. I didn't realise Grave of the Fireflies was so old. I thought it was a Mary Annure. Still on the whole subject of like being like really weird and then again if it's Japanese culture, culture and yeah. stuff, but the scene with the dads having the bath with the two daughters and mm. they're like pretty much in the scud. And I reckon if yeah. that's Japanese culture, but it was just like, bathing is basically a fucking communal thing. Ah, uh, uh, like bathhouses so, and all that stuff. And I'm trying to think, there were young girls also. There was, Maybe like a five and a ten year old. Aye, because May, May was four and uh, Satsuki was the older one and she'd move about ten, ten, eleven maybe. Okay, because that's obviously in most walks of life, having a bath with your kids aye, is not yeah. looked on about, but depending on the age of the kids is where yeah. it comes down to. Like, if, if it's like a 
in the back of a two year old. Like, ah, yeah. But sitting there, it's Dad's like, gonna sit in a book Dad, I'm 14. Again. <laughs> Jump in. I'm a priest. Take those fucking shorts off. Get in the bath. That <laughs> <laughs> um, scream's gonna melt. But I mean, like, obviously, it was just like the scene with that and like the darling, because they were talking about the whole like being scared because they thought the house was haunted and stuff, and it was just. The oh, dad having that maniacal laugh. Yeah. Like, forced maniacal laugh and that when he's, like, lying, like, like bodyp in his bath. <laughs> with his bearings in it, and it's like... Was this also the film that had the suit creatures in it as well? Yeah, like, little black suit? Yeah, because they were looking for them first, and yeah. they were, like, running about. Does it... They were suit gremlins, of course. Yeah, aye. They had, they're, like they're, a, they're pretty big and fucking spirited away as well. Aye, the same creatures more or less come back. Hmm. Now... Were you, when you got to the part where Totoro and Katba showed up, were, did, was that like more of a highlight that the film picked up at that point? Did it instantly become more charming? That I mean, point? I kind of, I kind of laughed at when um, the wee girl uh, made kind of land on like Totoro, and she was kind of like trying to wake him up. Aye. And I'm pulling on his like whiskers and shit like that. And he was just, just thinking, oh, that bear's gonna fucking eat her. Aye, like because like he was like he would look up and he would kind of like, like half asleep and close his eyes and you would kind of wait for that like usual thing like open their eyes to close in the, the wide awake what bit. the fuck's but on me nah, like nothing, nothing like that happened I was kind of waiting alright they're just like big laid back stoned bears yeah I was just like <laughs> fucking eat her already need <laughs> something I've got the munchies <laughs> what was the con- what conclusion that you come to did you come to that the creatures were real or they were all just A in fantasy. the bear's imagination well I mean obviously the it was only the kids that could see them. Hmm. So, I mean, I think it would be just a fantasy, I think, eh? because obviously they were trying to deal with like, what they're going through so with the mind. Oh, shit. So, hmm. they're thinking maybe years later she's on a psychiatrist's couch saying, No, no, the cat bus was real. Yeah, they were sitting sure, the window, it. <laughs> It's here to pick me up, along with my magical bear with umbrella. It was just the bit where the mum's. Thinks she sees them in a tree. Aye, at the very Inside end. the hospital. Yeah, when like, the, that's when they're actually sitting in the tree, though. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> is that real? Aye. But it was just fucking. Like, I, just, I, I reckon if it's like, the, the cat bus like, with a smile and big teeth and that, just kind of creep me out just a wee bit. <laughs> or just how it manages to open up. Yeah. Open a door from its body, uh, just uh. make a space, let some folk hop on, and then just drive us away. The, the big fucking light beam eyes. Aye. Aye. Because like, I was like, obviously, I was obviously watching that, and I was trying to write my notes as well. But I was trying to wonder, like, like, <clears throat> like when they were like going across like, the cornfields, when they, it's at the bit where uh, Meg was missing. Mm. And I'm like, how has anybody else fucking seen this apart from the Burns? Because <laughs> you hear the, the, two, the two people that's in the field and the cat bus just fucking goes right through between the two of them. Aye. And, I, and I'm like, how has anybody seen this? There's also a shot where it's like Totoro's flying and like one, one of the children strapped to his chest and he's just going, like, he's just roaring. Aye. You're just thinking, what? If there was just somebody walking home going, <laughs> flying <laughs> bears <laughs> uh, you'd be fucking turning around and running the opposite direction Aye. my ekies have just kicked in <laughs> um, fuck Star Wars boy <laughs> but I mean the whole thing about like like with the granny then when they when May went missing yeah I was kind of like like 
obviously I can it's a cartoon, it's not going to happen that, but I can, in the back of my head I thought, can, what if they rewrote it and it was like, me was like fucking trapped in the granny's basement. Oh, <laughs> so know? dark. It's prisoner. Aye. <laughs> 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 Just the dad punching absolute fuck at the beard. <laughs> the one that the granny's looking after. I was, when I was watching it, obviously, like, I was kind of waiting on getting the to the scene where the dad comes in and can says that the mum died and all that. She didn't recover for her illness. Ah, is this one of the occasions where the mum actually got better? Well, you did can. She says she was getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was saying that like when she she was getting him or something. Like yeah. That. Ah, it's been a number of years since I've actually watched it. For me, I just felt that like it wasn't a, wasn't a lot happening in the film like. like with the idea, like, totally. There wasn't, like, a proper, like... It was the, I didn't think it was a proper kids' film. Aye. I think it was, like, more drama than fucking a kid. And, well, that's it. That's how some of their films kind of end up, where there's, like, there's serious subject tone... <coughs> Ooh, sorry. Bless you. <laughs> uh, so you've got, like, a serious subject with the fact that there's an old parent and they've had to move to the country and there's all this kind of going on, but then you've got kind of whimsical, magical forest creatures and... Yeah. Where it was like it might be if I had to put on for my two kids, they'd probably be fucking bored to tears for the first half hour. Yeah, and then you got the the wee kid fucking canter. Oh yeah, it was who like, doesn't it, even cycle his fucking bike. Whenever you see him, he's just, just walking. He's just running along the side there. I've not yet learned, but I'm committed. My bike, I stole it. <laughs> I'm just trying to reunite it with its owner. That's went missing in Granny's basement. Oh. But I mean, I like. If, I, like, if and when or whenever I fucking hate bearings like that, I didn't think it'd be one I would kind of Aye, show them. It's not the first thing to show them. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, like I was saying, it wasn't, a, wasn't a, like horrendously bad. Yeah. I was, again, I, I can say that I've seen it. Aye, that's know? it. And it's, <clears throat> I was going to say, obviously, I was, I think I know what I'm about to say there. It's like, you're not the primary audience for it, which is no... But it, it's not what you're going out to see. Aye. So, it is. It's... I mean, I wasn't even, like, looking forward to watching Grey with the Fireflies either. Yes. It's that, like, a lot more depressing than fucking... Yes, aye, and that, that is not a kid's film, more or less. Aye. So... It's basically any film by that director that... Aizo Takahata. Yeah. Did Miyazaki... I think Aizo Takahata done Graveyard of the Fireflies and Miyazaki done My Neighbour Totoro. Ah, you're right. Um. And it was that. That was just that. May as well be like a live action film of two children, uh, like orphans during well, the uh, during the war. Yeah, getting scalped by fucking nukes, and eventually dying in an air raid shelter. Nice, like to nice. the point where it's so fucking sad. Like there are bits where they're they're carrying like, like a momento. They they have like a wee jar of like hard boiled sweets, and to the point where. I think they'd, they'd eaten all the sweets, but they'd put, started putting stones in there just so they could, like, kind of feel it. And then we realised one of the kids is choking because the kid still is starting to eat the rocks now, just trying to think of their sweets. And you're like, like, when the film's finished, you're like, holy fuck. Like, mm. fucking scalped with depression. <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, I need, a, like, a Melissa McCartney film now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check me with Melissa McCartney now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Maids stats. Well, uh, is that not like that's thirty years ago? Yeah. 
Uh, Toro was 1988, I think. Aye, so it was last year, was it? Same year. Aye. So, rewatchability then? Not high? Nah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, like, I do, like, understand it, like, like, back in, like, the days, it probably kind of, like, a fucking blue folks' mind in, like, Japan and stuff because of, like, the culture and that, Mm -hmm. you know. But. And it's. It's, I guess it's one of those, and it is. It's also made its mark on like the world, held to the point where they even had Totoro be in Toy Story three. Yeah, as one of the toy dolls, and now you fucking drew a picture of him for your. Yeah, I, I painted. A, I painted a picture on the bedroom wall, so the Ben Kinsam is like, that's my teddy bear, uh, and hmm. like Andrew gifted uh, me a Totoro when when Cameron arrived. And uh, even one of the, disappeared. <laughs> even like one of the the girls who I used to work with knitted uh, the the blue Totoro. I think your mic is off its stand now. It's loose. Uh, this cat's playing fucking Tomb Raider here. Mm-hmm. Eh? This cat's playing Tomb Raider here. Trying to get to summon any. Sort of fucking up the raptors. Trying to get to the fish. I'm just finding a long way to get to the fish tank. There we go. Yeah. But I mean, can, at least I can say that I've seen it. Yeah, That's aye. Like a in, positive. In the sense, if we're aiming the catalogue of Ghibli films that you should probably watch, you've hit one of the, the dull ones first. Basically. Like, aye. There's there better ones. Like, you probably would have enjoyed Nausicaa more, aye. but it might have just been you looked at the run times on the back and thought, this is the easier well, one no, to fire through. I'd never, I'd never heard the uh, Nausicaa. Nausicaa aye. Because I'd heard the uh, like, Totoro, I thought, well, Fuck it. Maybe that's the mere important one to see. Yeah. Right, my favorite, my favorite ones are probably Porco Rosso. All right. Things like that, like mm-hmm. mere action orientated. Yeah, I was kind of thought that is one of the slower ones, but aye. yeah, I like, just so. like in comparison to the other ones, I would, like Hank Hill's Moving Castle was always one of my yeah, favorite ones. That's Heather's favorite. Um, La Puta Castle in the Sky. Aye. I really enjoy. I mean, Spirited Away is fucking brilliant. You, you just kind of forget about it because there's so many other big ones. Yeah. But you forget that's the biggest until you watch it again and you just think the fucking film melts your mind. And they kind of like putting you on. I've only seen it the once. I've seen it like. Yeah, I, I've digits. never pushed it on my kids as much as I probably should have. They've pushed it on me. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can show them Totoro, but um, maybe like I could show them. Laputa now because it's kind of like oh you got your sky pirates and all this and the, the giant robots in the sky and the castle and all that uh, Princess Mononoke was always one I kind of thought was a bit dull well it was a, it was a huge one but mm. I feel like it's on for two hours and a good chunk in the middle you're just like fucking hell mm-hmm. okay it's fucking beautiful but still so mm. Mike any notes Get the BB, was it hey, BBTs or something? I've got, well, actually, it's only. I can't keep some bit sandwiches, but I don't see any. What's oh, going on? It's only the fucking tea I've got this week, though. I couldn't get budget and box office. Ah, I guess. On box, box office mojo, all it came in was like its domestic take was like 1.1 million or something. Yeah. Didn't see like, oh, how, like, how much it cost to make or that, or mm-hmm. what its foreign market was. But I've got two true notes for it and. Uh, first one is is that the film is kind of like semi autobiographical, semi autobiographical. Uh, 
Biographical. Ah, yes. bi- biographical, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, because uh, the director and his brothers, when they were younger, his mum suffered from spinal tuberosis. All right. And they had to, like, kind of... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no depicting the form what the mum has. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of... Ah, it's just children set in that situation. Aye. <clears throat> yeah, I was looking, so you saw magical bears in the forest, <laughs> Mr. Takahata? I was like, no, I just, I just mean my mum was ill. Like, sure. <laughs> Can you tell us about the cat bus? itself to you. It's just like the fucking thing in a uh, Fight Club. It's like, yes, Mister Durden. It's like, uh. no, really, I no, don't. It's like, don't talk about Fight Club. Sure, wink. Like, <laughs> um, and the other one was that on its theatrical release, it was double billed with Grave of the Fireflies uh, because were... it was believed to be too big a financial risk as a standalone film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose they released the same day. Oh uh, yeah, which. How the fuck could you? Maybe that's why Totoro was liked so much. It's exactly. like, I can't watch that Grave of the Fireflies again, but Aye. Totoro made me feel a bit better about myself. Aye. It could have been like a forced double bill. It just both films were fucking on. Like you, go, you could not see them separately, you had to watch them together. <laughs> Sit through fucking Fireflies. Oh, you little. What's you got? Cast a, <laughs> a tea bag. Oh, I was going to say, it's like, has it got a fish? <laughs> He's got his heroin. You got any of that Yorkshire tea, mate? <laughs> I like English breakfast. <laughs> PG tips. I'll be a monkey any day. Funny. You take funny. <laughs> <laughs> the cat that gets the fuck. Right. I guess now we just hand the reins over to Andy for his review of Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. <laughs> My one word answer. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. All right. That's all you need, Kim. Okay. <laughs> well, next week on films and swearing. Oh fuck I. Right. Do you, what do you want to kill? You want to kill the plot? Wait. Is that your taxi? No, you're my taxi. <laughs> <laughs> just hear a fucking car peeping outside. It's after ten. What the fuck are you doing? I've got burns. <laughs> so, right. Yes, um, director Alfred Hitchcock. You shot your bus, sir. I, I just realised that as I was telling tell me the director, I was like, I just said that a minute ago. Right, rear window is for nineteen fifty four. Mhm. Right, the plots: a wheelchair bound photographer spies on his neighbours from his apartment window. Yep. And becomes convinced one of them has committed murder. Dum dum. Mm. Right, it's uh, fucking, as you say, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Bob Dickens, what his films are. Yep. Psycho, it's the only one I've seen, I think. But fucking Birds of Mindy, yep. Vertigo, mm-hmm. North by Northwest. Yeah. Never heard of the lady vanishes. Ah, oh, that's a fucking proper old one. No, I do recognise much more. They showed that at the Regent Cinema. What old bastard and folks? The the fucking the lady vanishes. Aye. Like which must have been like one of the most random bookings. Where did she go? <laughs> I never saw it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, Andy, who's who is? Tell us about the cast of right. cast. I'm no fan of old films, so I didn't get the fuck missed in the bar. James Stewart, 
plays the main cunt, the cunt in the wheelchair. Yep, yep. Uh, Grace Kelly, who I thought was a man, but is really a woman. <laughs> She's his bird. Wendy Corey. Wendell Corey. I thought it was Wendy Corey. <laughs> Wendell Corey is the detective. Mm-hmm. And then there's the old bitch that comes and rubs him. Thelma Ritter. Okay. Ritter or Rittler? Ritter. Ritter. Aye. Cool. Right. So. What are you working? First time watch. Yes. And you gave us your brief opinion, but what is your overall thought of the film? Did you like the story? Story, yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Aye. He was a, it looks like a fucking war reporter or something like that. Aye, it seemed like he had been some sort of journalist. Aye, he, goes and, he goes and takes photos in like fucking war zones and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he's got injured, so he's fucking... He's Aye. fucked in he's a wheelchair. housebound. Aye. What the fuck did he break? It's like that fuck, the fucking cast is like halfway up his fucking guts. Ah, it's like his hip, isn't it? But it's like, was it just supposed to be like a leg, isn't it? Because he's... Oh. I, I just vaguely remember a moment where he's itching to get scratched. Or he's it's like... About a, the trousers he must have went through. <laughs> fucking with the trousers with just one leg on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, I should ask you, what's your... I've have you not, seen Rear Window? No. No. I've not seen... you seen Disturbia? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the story. It, it kind of started like a theme, like like that thing where suspecting the folk that lived around you are not what they seem. Uh. It's like that summer '84. Yes, and Fright Night's kind of the same, but it's just with vampires. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, there's a classic Simpsons episode where Bart breaks his leg and yes, someone and he thinks and Flanders is his wife and all uh, that. So again, much like fucking Totoro, it's one of those things that has it's like a big impact. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've no seen. I generally think the only Hitchcock films that I've seen is Psycho and The Birds. Mm. I've never seen anything else. I've kind of had my eye on like Vertigo and like Rear Window and stuff like that. Yeah. And like the other one, Rope. Aye. I fucking love Rope. That's the way that sounded worse. <laughs> I love Rope. Around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was surprised that wasn't in the top 250. Because that, that's. Ah, yeah, that was. Like, I would have come like compared that closely to like Rear Window for like suspense in a film. Um, did you like the one thing I appreciated in Rear Window was the fucking like set design? Like, did you find that impressive? The aye, fact, aye, it looked like a like did look like an old like a community. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, they were just living around the fucking drying greens, like it would be in Glasgow or something. Aye. And- <laughs> Are you laughing at? Glasgow. It was in Glasgow. Just put all the fucking dry greens in between the hussies. No. Are, are you trying to say every neighbour was the murderer if it was sitting in Glasgow? <laughs> well, everyone <laughs> was a murderer at one point. Uh, I'm trying to find out which one's not the murderer. <laughs> 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 fucking reverse through your window. He's in a fucking full, full body cast because he keeps getting it wrong. <laughs> David just comes over and snaps one of his fingers because it's the only bit he's got left. He's no, and he's no a photographer, he's just a nosy neighbour who like sticks his nose into the wrong place. Right. But I, I the set design was really nice, really good. I can only imagine. It's authentic. Yes, and they they must have had to have like more or less built a street because there's all those shots where you see into all these other people's lives where you've got because there's quite a few characters that he, he, he preys upon. You've got, like, a, 
Like a woman you doing... Can't, you see what I'm trying to see here? He's trying to see... He's a fucking predator. <laughs> he's got some prey. <laughs> but there's, there's like... Uh, is there not like a bust of young woman that's like a dancer or... Aye, a ballet yes, star. Like, lives so, in one of the lofts. Yes. You got really loud all of a second there. All of a sudden. Sorry. I need a drink of wine, bro. For some reason, the microphone's louder over there than it is in front of you. Maybe I don't speak forward. I speak sideways. Fair dues. Okay. Is that better? Yes, you stop moving, so it's fine now. Shut your puss! Like when you're switching for a hand, you could hear the, the casing of the microphone move. Mm. So, uh, so uh, he's watching her. There's there, there's like a musician, isn't there? Uh, there's a, oh, like a uh, piano player. It's an aspiring musician. Mm-hmm. And one of them, there's a new married couple there's next a wee, door. An old woman and her dog? No, an old couple. Oh, a couple at the top. They've got a dog that will in, in a basket. basket. Yeah. They've got the fucking, the quite obvious Jewish diamond seller <laughs> with a <laughs> wife. How, how obvious? Like... It looks so fucking Jewish, it's unbelievable. Like, did you walk about with a fucking thing on his head? No. Alright. No, that, no, that obvious. Big nose. No, just like lots of ju- jewels and a fucking. <laughs> Very <laughs> tight with money. Aye. Aye. <laughs> basically killed his wife because she's using too much of his money. Uh, and that's it. There, there's like sort of like several stories going on at this point since he's watching all their lives. It's sort of mm-hmm. like a soap opera because at different points of the film, their stories become a little bit more... Aye, because there's the woman below the fucking murderer guy who's, like, failed, can't get a boyfriend kind oh, of I thing. I remember shots of her crying on a bed. No, you first get introduced to her that she's, like, like setting up for a meal with somebody and then she goes to the door and answers it and they can't stay her. Then she's sitting talking to herself, talking to somebody and then pours them wine. Aye. And then just... Bursts in green and spills everything out of the shop. Aye. Okay, I'll look at her anywhere, she's <laughs> fucked. Switch the channel. <laughs> and now, what about the neighbour? Like, the, who, the, the killer? Right, aye. I go and, I, I can't quite remember what his kind of act started out as. So was uh, it just, just like kind a start, it started out, It started out on a really hot day. Mm-hmm. All the windows are open and his wife's in bed. And I think she's playing on an illness, basically. Okay. Because it's like she's sitting up looking and then she hears him come in and she lies back into her bed, puts a fucking a, a wet paper towel on her head. Aye. And he comes in with something to eat and she just like looks at it and laughs at him and then throws it on the fucking floor. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, bitch. Murder justified. <laughs> Aye. Basically. Aye, but then he, then he fucking he just basically has enough. Aye. But he looks at it and then fucking does her in. Aye, and that's it. You, you didn't get to see like the key moments, but it's enough no. for like James Stewart's character to be he's like. But I think that's the whole point of the film, where you're kind of guessing if it actually did hurt him all the way. Aye. Or if he's uh, gonna, and he guy's got cabin fever. Yes, exactly. And he's just imagining shit, or it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And it's good because he he manages to kind of rope in everyone around him. Like he's, he's telling like the cleaner. And they're all having a like a look through the fucking binoculars. He's cleaner. That's his fucking physiotherapist, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. It was some point last year. It was the last I've watched it. Uh, um, uh, and his girlfriend who just wants to fucking wants him to stay him. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the fucking war anyway. Stay with me. Aye. 
said, fuck you, bitch. So, is there any key scenes that, like, you said you, you thought the film was alright, but was there any really good moments? Well, just the suspenseful bits where they kind of suspect him and he's got, they got this for the nurse woman and his girlfriend involved. And then after a, a dog, the dog dies. Yes, it goes missing. Mysteriously. Aye. No, it doesn't go missing. It just like gets found by a broken neck at the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> so then, then the woman that owns the dog's like, you know, he's the only one that liked you. Is that why you killed him? Aye. He likes everybody. Aye. And she is really over dramatic. <laughs> but Because there's a great moment where he, like, he convinces, they think the dog's buried, or there's something buried in the in Aye. the plants and the flowers. There was. And there. he convinces his partner to go down and do it, and go down and dig it up. Well, he tries to talk them out of it, but they're saying, oh, fuck, this is fun, I've got to do it anyway. Aye. Go do dig it up, nothing there. Okay, well, I'm going to do I'm going to climb the fire escape and break into your house. I know, and it is those things where you, like, you slowly find yourself on the edge of the couch going, Denny, uh, Denny, oh no. Fucking stupid bitch, he's, he's got to come in. Aye, uh, it is. You just you... turn into like a token black person. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Denny, go in there, man. Denny, I know. Yeah, you just find yourself fucking screaming at your TV and it's like, man, this is a fucking film for like the 50s and you just wonder like, Maybe this is not the film that fucking started like that trend of like suspense, where it's like, right. like Denny go upstairs. What are you going upstairs for? Fuck's sake! It makes, no. me, it makes me think he scream a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Where there's like, uh, no, it's just like the bits where like they're in a room and they can see through a window, and then the fucking scream guys here, but you're shouting at them, trying to tell them that they're there, you're but to warn them. Aye, uh, uh, but there's nothing you could do to get to them to save them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can see it all happening. Aye. So like that film must have stole all that for fucking real oh. windy. I, well, that's, I think it's that and a whole rake of other sort of horror films. Mm. But it is, you can see, I think, Rear Window kind of set set the bar and a lot of things sort of followed from mm. that because Disturbia was like pretty much a remake. The only difference was like modernised and yeah. change a name. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf. Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf was under house arrest. <laughs> yeah. And no like homeless. But eventually they get him because she gets into the house. Yeah. And she finds the wife's wedding ring. Aye, there's another like a bag that you get her to look for a bag first. Aye, her handbag and she finds all the jewel all the wife's jewellery in her favourite handbag. That's how they figured it out. Because mm-hmm. the woman says, Oh, nay, women would leave her house without her favourite handbag, nor jewellery and makeup. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously killed her. But it's like he phones the police. He's supposed to be phoning the police to stop the woman downstairs for committing suicide. Yeah. But instead, he tells them that the guy's coming in and he's going to murder his girlfriend who's broke into the guy's house. Aye. It's like, all right. And it's just one of those things that you hope the fucking police take the call seriously. Aye. And it's just that he turns a light suit so the guy can't see what the fuck's happening in the room just as the police turn up. Aye. Because there was a normal moment where he turns and looks directly at James Stewart, like where he's looking through the lens and the, the killer fucking turns and sees him. And you just freeze and like. Aye, but no, then. It's Aye. when. It's when the police are there and she's like waving the wedding ring and he's like looking down at her horn, what the fuck's she doing? Like, Aye. Like, oh, you motherfuckers. Aye. I'm get you now. It is one of those moments where you just fucking go, <gasps> <laughs> yes. 
Because right. it, it's the same with like Disturbia when they're sitting peering out the window and they look back and all the fucking jumps down under the windowsill to hide it. I guess it's like another one of those uh, moments that happens in all those fucking films. Oh. They get caught by the person. But I've, when what I've seen Rear Window maybe three times now, and I think each time I watch it, it kind of gets not as good as the time before. Oh. Uh, but it seems to be one of these fucking films that you could really have a good talk about. Like, talking about it will get me in the mood if I can watch it again. Oh, you've all got fucking seen it. <laughs> yeah, can't you? But that's it. Maybe Mike's now could be interested. Hopefully. In so you'll it. enjoy it. It is. It's definitely something I would always suggest. And the fact that it's ranked really high in IMDb's top 250 right. as well. Like, there's a whole rake of fucking Alfred Hitchcock films on there. And... Mm. Is, is the whole reason I bought those fucking box sets because like I'm never going to find out if they're any good unless I actually fucking buy them and find out. Because yeah, I was going into it thinking it was going to be shit. Aye. Like I did with Psycho. Yeah. But it was alright. It was good. Aye. Enjoyable. You could see the, what elements have been tinned for films. Yes. You could trace it back to this. times. Aye. Aye. That I think maybe done it better because of like budgets and exactly stuff like that. The money they've got put into it, mm-hmm. and I think maybe the only point where not the film looks daft is is where James Stewart's character's driven to the point where does he not fall from his aye his aye. window? The murderer it, like is like holding him off with flashes. Aye, it's like he's getting oh. out with the old cameras where they've got the like light bulbs, mate. And, and you screw the light bulb in, it's like they take the photo and it flashes and then and you the put another bulb in. So like the, the cunt walks into his room and he's like, I'm fucking wildy. Let's get the fucking flash out and I'll fucking blind him for like 30 seconds. To prevent him from trying to kill James Shirts and yeah. flashing the camera at him. But that's also a really fucking tense scene as well. Because all the police had all went across to the killer's house to try and catch him. And they're all trying to rush to him before he can fucking kill the cunt. You want yeah. to throw him out the window. Aye, he does, aye. He hangs mm. him out the window. Then the polis run and grab grab the cunt, haul him off him, then he falls and then it's like his pal just like fucking Superman dives to save him. <laughs> it's like that moment where like an old cop's got one day left to retire. James Shear's got one day I'm left in his body cast. The day. Aye, it's like, aye, one day left in this cast. There's a nope, falls out of Wendy, full body. Ah, shit. <laughs> aye, that's basically how it ends, eh? Aye. But it's like just him all happy sleeping in his fucking wheelchair and he's got Chobrock legs now instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, do you have any other notes? Because I didn't think it had like a. Normally, one of the things I would ask is if it had a good score, a good music, but I think it. The mis- all the music that I felt that came for the music was off of the guy... That played the piano. That played the piano, aye. Aye, because it was all just like somebody playing keys in the background. Eh? Aye, it was all just background like music for like a busy fucking community kind of thing. It wasn't aye. like music mm. like, for an orchestra or shit like that. Aye. It was all just background noise for folk, everybody's aye, natural. Yeah. Aye. The stuff of their surroundings, but uh, like, uh, like that brought the community together in the end. Aye, because like they were all pals. Like the good-looking fucking dancer was actually married to like fucking a four-foot Timmy Mallet. <laughs> 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 and the fucking the suicidal woman like became pals with the musician. And exactly. The chocunts with the dog got a new dog. 
and they were teaching it to stein the basket as they lowered it doing three flights of fucking a <laughs> windy in a basket. It's a kid where you're teaching it. <laughs> Don't jump! Ah, fuck the, the, dog. the married couple that were fucking like forever fucking is like the woman's like driving them nuts now. It's like, if I kid you, I'd go leave your job. I wouldn't have fucking married you. <laughs> is, is there not a fucking shot? I remember it's, like, it's so hot they're sleeping on like sleeping bags on the fire escape. Aye. I was like, okay. That's the cunts with the dog. Aye. They, were sl- they turned their mattress outside and put it on the fucking fire escape. They were sleeping out there. Aye. But then it started raining. Aye. It just seems like such a fucking foreign thing to do. It's like, why would you fucking sleep outside? Because it's that, is it that, that hot. That can't well, stand being in my what house. What was it? Eight, 80 degrees Fahrenheit? What's that, Mike? Um, I should not fucking know. If you're the one that's been to America and you're a chef, so you work with ovens. I know, but I work with. I know. So, like, I'm trying to think. I can't tell you how hot it is, but I can tell you how long it'll take to cook a casserole. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, I've got a new. um, a new temperature problem. Whenever I turn it on, it automatically fucking goes to Fahrenheit. Right. And I'm like, nah, today. (laughs) Andy, would you find the film rewatchable? Ah. Maybe if on the chance it's already on telly. Aye, I could like, aye, I see that in. happening. Like, if I'm flicking through the channels, I'll fuck on. Aye, and it's on, it's like, ah, fuck it, I'll just leave I'll just this stick on. it on here and they can aye. look on my phone. Aye, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go out your way to own it? No. Aye. No me, anyway. Mm-hmm. You, maybe. But of course. Literally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, no me. Aye. I'm there... A fucking arcade. I'm no a fan of old films. Yeah, aye. They're, aye, they've got the story and shit, but I need fucking CGI or I'm no interested. <laughs> These type of films need to be forced upon you. Yeah. Aye, or like they'll never you, be watched. Like you usually fucking do. Yes. And welcome to Alfred Hitchcock's season <laughs> on <laughs> Films and Swearing. <laughs> Where it's just Andy reviewing films for the next five weeks. It's like, like man, the fucking... Uh... It's like absolutely fucking like traumatised the fact that I've still never seen 2001. Oh, I've not seen that. Nah, nah. It's in the list and we've never reviewed it, so that will come at some point. And it's like, because I, I, I'm, I'm like only two minds whether I, I can, whether I like it or whether I know, because yeah. you were saying that it's like oh, three stories. It's, it's, and it is like three films, and the film it's in the middle is brilliant, and the other ones are weird. Oh, I can, is there fucking. Cunts in monkey suits dancing about but, a fucking. Uh, that's like a black comb. <clears throat> yes, uh, that's like the first film. Uh, and then it cuts to like an actual story where there's a cast and people are going to uh, a ship in space and space travel and there's fucking the, the computer becomes like sentient or something or malfunctions. Uh, and then it's a big acid trip at the end and then it's sort of back to monkeys and then the guy's now really old and he's. It is like a big acid trip. Mainly uh, there's like a guy. Screaming, there's a close-up of his face, and it's, the colours are all changing, it all becomes psychedelic, but this him screaming, and all the colours changing, literally feels like a scene that plays for five minutes. Oh, and, and the music, the score is just like this high-pitched fucking scream as well, and just everything's going on, and I went and saw it in a fucking packed cinema in the, in the fucking summer, I actually had a mattress sleeping outside, <laughs> it was that fucking hot in there, and it's just like, my mind is melting watching this. The bit in the middle is fucking amazing. Mm. Like the cinematography, the way they shot stuff, I still can't figure out how the fuck they managed to do it. Like it was just mind boggling, but the stuff around it. Aye. 
I'd only watch it again for the podcast. If it was on telly, I would watch the middle and then just tune it when it gets to the screamy bit. Nah, I wouldn't even be bothered if it's fucking... If it's not getting it, it all might, the way through, you can get to fuck. It might just be me, like, overreacting. But for the time I saw that bit in the, in the end, we're just like, man, I could have got away 20 minutes earlier if we just didn't even see that bit. Hmm. But you can see why it fucking changed film and all that jazz. Hmm. And all that jazz. Right, what else? Uh, so if you've not got any other thing else to share about the oh, film, no. it would probably be... you. Do you want to do the budget box office no. trivia? No. Put, put <laughs> a cap on it. It is. We're at an hour 43 now. Oh, I can, the only thing I can is Alfred Hitchcock was in it for like three settings. What was his cameo? It was... He was fixing a, the musician's clock. Ah. That's the only thing I noticed. And Because that was, that was supposed to be his famous thing. He'd always made a cameo in his films. Oh. And there was one film where they were convinced he wasn't making a cameo, but he was actually in a pit on the front page of a newspaper mm. like <laughs> the fucking John Stanley. I'm next level <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right Amazon one star reviews uh, I only have one for spotlight I had 16 one star reviews I was 605 mm. and the worst one I found was it was painfully boring this is a great storyline with a poor script and poor direction some of the worst music and there's no tension we bailed after 20 minutes so basically, you, you can't talk about any of that stuff. Unless you see the whole film. Exactly. <laughs> the music could have got fucking brilliant half an hour in, oh. but you never waited around. So, um, feel free to buy films like Spotlight, Rear Window, and uh, My Neighbor Totoro on Amazon. Go to filmsandswearing.com, click on Amazon link, and buy those films. Especially My Neighbor Totoro because it's the most expensive. Yeah, in like 4K. Yeah. Fucking Ultra them, HD. They them in 4K, though. Who knows? <laughs> They're doing fucking old Jackie Chan films in 2K. I didn't know 2K was a fucking thing. Yeah, Would to... fucking 4K kill the movie? Must do. He's <laughs> like, no, it's too much, Captain! We have to take it to two! I don't really stuff 2K unless I like, like the proper 4K ones. The film can't handle it! <laughs> the cellulite is falling apart! Fucking sell you like Can you imagine fucking 2001 or 4K because that's how I do it? I guess. But that's it. Fucking Stanley Kubrick was fucking daft about films. I'd imagine all this stuff would be fucking preserved and only the finest. So, next time on Films and Swearing, I think it will be Hacksaw Ridge. Jesus Christ, cat. That's some fucking meow. I want my tea bag back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please sir can I have some more Tetley <laughs> so yes it, it is Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge how did we figure this out uh, this is like the group review so it just goes up the rank uh, so we'll eventually work our way to Shawshank Redemption in the number one spot yeah. but yes uh, when I checked the list and it, it, whilst the films have kind of switched to two or three places over time since we've done the list in December, Hacksaw Ridge is still the next one for us right. to conquer. So, that'll be next week. And guess what? That's just fallen off of Netflix. What? Hacksaw Ridge. Oh. It's been on there for like the last three years. And now time for the podcast. <laughs> so, that shall be obtained otherwise. Post haste. Yes. To the 
The DVD shop to the Pirate Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just going to say to Blockbusters. Wait, no. Nope. Oh. Nah, nah. Yes. So, other than that, social media at FAS Podcast for all that shite. Alright. Uh, I've been your host, Stuart Sullivan. Joining me tonight, Magic Mike Christie. Yep. And the no caring, always swearing, Andy Walker. Alright. Tell them. Fuck off and tune in next week.